everybody. This is Kimberly. And this is Katie. And you're listening to A Date with Dateline. This is the 31st season, y'all. No more repeats. Guess who's back? Dateline's back. Also, it's not only Dateline, welcome back. Kimberly, welcome back. We missed you very much. Thank you. Thank you for Jake for filling in. Thank you for Katie for writing the ship. They can't take it. Okay. (laughs) Um, I miss you too much. (laughs) So this episode is season 31. All right. Dateline is in its sexual prime. And I don't know what happens when you're 31. (laughs) I think that's right. I think that's right. I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> so this episode is called The Last Ride. It aired on September 16th, 2022, hosted by our lean king. He is taking us into the new season. And this episode is all about bicycles. So if you want to ride your bicycle, you want... I don't know how that song goes. I'm not helping you. I think um, you did just fine by yourself. I don't really know also, how that song goes. if you're new to our show and you don't know who the lean king is, that is Keith Morrison. Yeah, this song, this episode's all about bicycles. So if you're triggered by that, if you have, if there's some sort of bikeophobia out there, maybe I could see someone who had a very bad bike accident as like a child. I know a lot of dogs have phobias about bicycles, but are there people as well? Runners. Yeah, I was also in an Iditarod, being wheeled in a cart on a bicycle. Does that count too? What is your life? When are these gaps that I didn't know about? That's so bizarre. You weren't on Facebook. You would have seen a picture. Okay. Yeah, I miss a lot of things. I'm not being. I don't Facebook. need to. T- I. I didn't. I mean, yoga. I'll never get over it. I, I do yoga. I've been doing it for years. I just. I throw my hands and- up. <laughs> so this has got something for both of us, bikes yeah. and, and it um, does. It is yoga, my thing that Katie didn't know yogas. about, and biking, and I did a rods. No, I can't. No, again, I was pulled. I can't actually. That was my question for you before we get started. What is your skill on a bike? Like, where are um, you? Average, very average. I used to ride one occasionally on the weekends, and I had a little basket for Griffey. And oh, yeah, that's- that I can do that. That's like basics. Uphills? No, thank you. I'm getting off and I'm walking that sucker. Yeah, I'm poor on a bike. Okay, that's fair. At best. That's fair. Yeah. So... Keith starts by saying, just look at her, this bright young star, right here captured on video, that rarest of things, the thrilling, apparently unstoppable rise of a virtual unknown. People said the same thing about us when our podcast started, and that people was my mom. I was going to say, no one said that. No one said it, except Joni. We are in the world of gravel racing, which is where road workers race to see who can gravel a driveway (laughs) faster. No? Or men with deep voices talking to microphones (laughs) to compete on who who can do the best growl. George Clooney has won every year. Gravel racing, I'm guessing, is like people who run in sand, right? Where it's just this really difficult... Yeah. terrain so yeah. you have to be a lot of power a lot right Am yeah I- it also seems incredibly dra- dangerous those pebbles are getting up and you're hitting your spokes on your we in the you could fall just so i would think no thank they you. did not have near enough facial shields on no. i felt like goggles are not enough gravel racing is actually a high mileage mashup of mountain biking and road racing No thank you on either. We are going from the dusty fields of Texas to the birchwood of New York to the curling surf of Central America. A suddenly famous fugitive, 
a gaggle of unsuspecting characters. Wait, we'll see about that, Keith. I gaggle makes me expect a lot, and I'm, I was not disappointed. I will say, I felt like it was a fair gaggle. But don't throw around gaggle unless you're sure. A gaggle to me implies five or six. Yeah. Well, the problem is half the people in this case want to be anonymous. <laughs> So we did have a gaggle. It's just we don't get to know who most of them are. So we meet two cycling journalists. It seemed weird to me that there are cycling journalists. I didn't realize how big this world was. Cycling's Um, a big deal. It's a big deal. I have a brother-in-law who is fairly into cycling. And it was he worked at a bike shop. It was a big deal. It's a lifestyle choice. It's like yoga. It's like yoga. Yeah. Uh, but and are there yoga journalists? Probably. You, but you, yeah, there definitely are. You know how certain hobbies just kind of become your lifestyle. If yeah. you're really into it, it just sort of becomes. Yeah. I just feel like I'm picturing about. someone at journalism school and their professor is very like, what field are you going to go into? Murder? You're going to go into the criminal beat. cases. You're going to yeah. go into mm-hmm. exposing the underbelly of animal testing. And for the person's like, I'm going to be a cycling journalist. That doesn't happen. I oh. guarantee you what happens is that journalist is kind of riding their bike in college and then gets more into it after and then keeps getting more into it. And so mm-hmm. they parlay this whatever they started working in that kind of different kinds of journalism into, you know what, I'm just going to write for Cycletronics or whatever the cycling zines are. I don't know what they are. (laughs) Cycletronics would be a good name. I'm writing it down. So everyone in the cycling world is talking about Mariah Wilson. She came out of nowhere and was beating both the men and the women. She won the Lifetime Grand Prix, which to me, I would be like, I'm retiring. It's a Lifetime Grand Prix. I won. Check it off. I'm done now. But she was just getting started. She was charming. She had God-given endurance. She grew up in Vermont. She became a skier and then switched to bikes. She also got an engineering degree from Dartmouth. Smart cookie. So she's just really smart and super athletic. Yes. And apparently so nice. She was looking forward in a few weeks to the Super Bowl of gravel. Unbound gravel, it was called. Wow. It is a 200-mile race. Wow. She was 25. This was to be her coming out race, like a debutante sort of thing. Everyone was talking about how she was going to do in this big race. This was in May, like just this May. That's how recent this episode was. She's in town in Texas for a local race, and she bunked at a friend's apartment. Did I say Texas? I'm not sure. Where are we? forgot where we were. We're in Texas right for the race. We're in Austin, Texas. You're right. Okay, good. She is in Texas for a local race. She bunked at a friend's apartment. We never find out the friend's name. We don't find out a lot of people's names in this episode. Above a garage in a back alley was this apartment. Her friend went out for the evening, and when she came back, Mariah was on the bathroom floor covered in blood. She was shot in a volley of bullets, Keith says. Mm. A homicide investigator, Liz Thompson, who didn't work on the case, is talking about the case. I usually really don't like when they do that. And She's good, though. She's pretty good. I understand why. We'll find out towards the end we do. why very few people who are actually involved in this case are 
speaking about this case right now. So I actually appreciated Liz in this because I think she did a really good job and you sort of felt like she was involved even though she wasn't. I liked her as narrator. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I'd rather have just Keith, but it's fine. That's just personal preference. So Mariah had this very expensive bike that was missing. I gave it a bing and these really, really hot, like, customized bikes for racers can be up to $15,000. I'm not surprised. For that money, I would get an electric bike and beat everyone in the race. (laughs) That's cheating. Sorry. Everyone hates you. Everyone's mad. You're getting stuff thrown at you on the road. Like people's water bottles are getting thrown at you. I have like one of those shields around my bike, like the Pope Mobile. No one. I don't even care. No. It has air conditioning in the thing. Why do you even do it? Like, why are you even there? Just to to ruin everyone's good time. Yeah. That's the worst. Hi, everybody. Bye. I bet you're a thought. How are your quads (laughs) feeling, Charlie? Uh huh. (laughs) Beep, beep. No. Boo. So the landlord of the apartment building was in the garage between 8.30 and 9.30 that night and thought he heard someone running down the stairs, but he didn't hear gunshots, which is weird. So Liz explains, Liz is the investigator, she explains that maybe the shooting happened earlier and the killer left when they heard the landlord come home. Thank you, Liz. She was helpful in that situation. they, They left when they heard a garage door open do you think that the killer thought no one was home, then heard the garage door open and was like, oh, no, they're coming home, not realizing the landlord was already in there? No. Oh. I think they came for Mariah. Mm-hmm. She was the target. They were hanging out for some reason after they shot her. And then when they heard the landlord, they freaked out and ran because they figured it was maybe the roommate coming home. Mm, interesting. Okay. So police find... Mariah's bike less than 70 feet away, just in the brush of the alley. And the investigator, Liz, is trying to get into the mind of the killer and thinks maybe it was to frame it to look like a robbery. So they took the bike, but then they didn't really want the bike, so they just left the bike. Or it was symbolic. She didn't really get how it was symbolic, but she's suggesting that it was symbolic. And she says, it's odd. We learn that Austin in Texas, was once home to the most famous cyclist ever, Mr. Lance Armstrong. Should I bring up my issue with the Livestrong bracelet from that one episode? I think you just did, and let's move on. (laughs) I think everyone understands. I was very upset. Yes. So Lance is dead to Austin now. They don't know him. And dead to Cheryl Crow. So no one wants anything to do with Lance Armstrong, but they need a hero. Austin needs a hero. So they have a new cycling hero to fill the void. Keith calls him a hometown hero, which mark it on your bingo cards. We don't hear that phrase all the time, even though it's on the bingo cards. His name is Colin Strickland, one of the top bike bicyclists in the, do they say cyclists? Bicyclists? Cyclists. Cyclists. Cyclists in the country. 35 years old. I would say good looking. Yeah. Yeah. Good looking. The last person to see Mariah alive. Oh, boy. He is famous in this cycling scene. He we see him on a sports show talking about bikes. He's charismatic. He's magnetic. 
he is just the star of this Austin cycling scene, which is a thing. And apparently every community has cycling scene and mine probably does too. And I am going to investigate. Yours definitely does. For sure. I just don't know where they are and what there is there a meeting. Also, while we're talking about biking, I just do have a question for all the bikers out there. Why, when you finish a race, do you lift your bike over your head? Show of strength and solidarity. (laughs) Okay. Does that work? Sure. I want to be cool like the cyclers. Because I feel like if you're like a rowing on the rowing team, you, you lift don't, your oar. Yeah, you, you don't do, lift totally the, do. the boat over your head. No, but they all lift the oars in the air. Have you not seen them? But they that's go, not hey! the boat. Uh, what are they supposed to lift over their head? There's nothing detached from the bike. Like their a helmet? water bottle? I, a water bottle. But the helmet takes time. You got to <laughs> yeah. Undo it. And by that time, it's cutting in so deep that your neck is bleeding. You can't, you got to get it surgically removed from your head. Aerodynamic. Colin won Unbound Gravel, which is, again, the Super Bowl of gravel. Mm -hmm. And I know I sound like I have derision in my voice. It's not intentional. I do love these very niche groups that get very into things. No, it's really cool. I really do love that. Yeah. So... He won Unbound Gravel in 2019. He got a bunch of sponsors. He got Red Bull, which is like the big one. Yeah, that's Um, the one. Although Katie would prefer Monster Energy Drink. I don't know if they sponsor athletes. Do they? I feel like I want to be sponsored athletes by SodaStream because that is what Paul. I know you've been putting it out there. I see your cup. Is that what's in your cup? Yeah, SodaStream. So Red Bull made this high-end video featuring Colin. And you, we, all, we don't get to see much of the video, but you know what the video is. It has, I'm guessing, lots of close-ups of sweat, like an actual sweat droplet dripping, lots of close-ups of tying shoelaces, yeah, and drinking Red Bull. That kind, those kind, that kind of sports photography yes. that is like so high def yes. and it can capture movement really well. So they're moving so fast, but it's capturing it in slow-mo. Yes. Gravel is flying. Yes. And we get to see a bit of that at the very end. Dateline did it. I don't know if you caught it. I'm sure you did. I did. Okay, good. So we meet Colin's friend, James Stout, who is British and has long hair. He's a journalist, but he's also a gravel racer and he's in that world and friends with Colin. So He's also way cooler than we're ever going to be. So, so, yeah. I mean, he's he's cool with a capital C. Yeah. Yeah. So he tells us about how Red Bull took Colin under their wing and put him in this athletic performance center that they have, which is like they run tests on athletes like you're a lab rat. Maybe they would send Michael Phelps there and measure his arms and figure out if he can swim faster than a shark. Spoiler alert. Actually, I think they did that during Shark Week once and he did not. You have to jump with sensors on and you go into a sensory deprivation tank at some point. Yeah. You have to ha- ride your bike with the oxygen mask on. And with the electrodes on. You. Electrodes no, it's the whole everywhere. Thing. I'm just surprised that Red Bull has this sort of optimization station. It's like where they put 11 on Stranger Things. It's like where you make a Manchurian candidate. Like yes. where you're making a fake man. It's like in Rocky Horror, they're making a Rocky yeah. is yeah. what's happening yes. in these centers. I'm guessing. They're and trying to make the perfect man. every country has one and they want to send that one to the Olympics or into battle against I, another I was country. I going to say or to be a super soldier. Yeah. 
when the aliens come, maybe all the countries will get together and send their Michael Phelps into battle against the aliens. I, like, I feel like this Red Bull Center is also under some sort of strange deep government contract. I have yes. questions for the I Red Bull Center. I think it's underground in the desert. I do too. I wa- where is but it? I Why have I never think heard of it? Because of Stranger Things. I'm thinking of a lot of different movies right now. So yeah. I'm just, we're going to need someone to reach out to us from the Red Bull Center. So in 2021, Colin was racing at the Belgian Waffle Ride in San Diego, which sounds delicious. Mm-hmm. That's a ride I could get behind. Mm-hmm. And Mariah was there as well. And so they met and hit it off. And we learn more about racing. They call it a traveling circus. You see these people every couple weeks during racing season, and you hang out with them after at bars and the rich people buy you drinks. Now, I already know about all of this because some of my favorite YouTubers participated in this Iowa bike race called Ragbri, which is you race across. It's not a race, really. It's just like a bike ride across the whole state. And every day you ride like 80 miles and then you all sleep in tents. And like the towns open themselves up and they have stands and they give out free food. And it's a big party in each town that you stop along the way. And it's across the whole state. It sounds so fun, except I don't do really athletic activity like that. But it does sound like Electric a big party. bike. I electric bike. This would be your cheating, electric bike moment. But I'm going to do it. But you did it. It sounds so fun. And everybody should watch those two videos that Kara and Nate did. If you don't watch Kara and Nate, they're these travel YouTubers. So Colin and Mariah had a fling one night in October of 2021. So this whole time period is very short. It all happened within the past year or two. So Colin and Mariah, it looks like we have a tandem romance. Oh, boy. I might count that as one of my titles later. I was going to say, you should have saved that. <laughs> I'm going to tell you that right now. So they have this fling, as Keith is calling it. But we don't know what Colin told Mariah about his girlfriend. Oh, yes, boy. folks, he has a girlfriend named Caitlin. Three months later, after the fling, Mariah runs into Colin at a race in Arkansas, and he's there with Caitlin. And Mariah is very caught off guard because apparently she did not really know about Caitlin. So she texts Colin, if you want to be friends, that's cool, but I'd like to talk about it because my mind has been going in circles. I don't know what's going on here. I thought that was an excellent text. I'm going to say those texts are very hard to send when you're like, we need to do a define the relationship because I'm really confused. Mm -hmm. It's really easy to kind of get carried away. Mariah is showing a lot of self-control and emotional intelligence with those texts. She's doing a good job. It's very good. So Colin texts back, hey, Mo, because Mariah also went by Mo. I feel very S-H-I blank for putting you in a position where you don't feel comfortable. Caitlin came along to a meeting about the Sprinter Spartan Hotel project. No. That sounds very Manchurian candidate. Yeah, there we go. In hindsight, this was not a good idea. No. That's super vague. It is so vague. And the investigator, Liz, is does not like Colin. She's like, he is not communicating clearly. He is being deceitful to both women and not being open. So she's laying it out. No, that's messed up. That's a messed up text because you know he was very careful in how he worded that. And it's also, it would make Mo feel bad because it would make her feel like he thinks I'm stupid. Yeah. Yeah. It's an irritating text to get. Yeah. 
And what was not a good idea in hindsight? Bringing Caitlin along? That's or the question. hooking up that with Mariah? He's, he's leaving that open. He's saying, yeah. in hindsight, it wasn't a good idea. And then it's also like, is it not a good idea because you two fought on this trip and you really don't like this girlfriend? Right. Or what? Do you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It's very much like, I'm kind of in a weird relationship. Yeah. But it's I don't know if it's a relationship. And not, I'm sorry I messed up. I'm sorry you feel uncomfortable. Of yeah. course. Yeah. So... <laughs> He's a player. It's not cool. Now, four months later, Mariah is dead. Oh. Now, she had told her friend that she and Colin were going swimming that evening. And when the friend found out, the friend came home to talk to Mariah about it. So the friend leaves, and then Mariah's like, oh, I'm going swimming with Colin. The friend is upset enough to be like, I'm coming home, and we are having an intervention right now. Because maybe you shouldn't be hanging out with Colin. Good friend. We don't know. But no, I think she's coming to be like, are you sure? This is a big deal. That something's up with this guy. Also, he lives in Austin, correct? This yeah. is his home turf. Yeah, yes. I'd be. Yeah, I think the friend is being a good friend. Yeah. So Colin tells the investigators he picked her up on his motorcycle. They went for an early swim and a burger. And this is all backed up by security footage. First of all. Who goes swimming on a date? These people are really active. Also, maybe don't go out for burgers. Stay at home and cook. Don't go where the people are. Restaurants and grocery stores are notoriously full of murderers. Just watch any dateline. Also, it got me wondering, how do people on a motorcycle go grocery shopping? Where do they put their groceries? I know. No one knows. So many questions that can all be answered with HelloFresh. Hey. They're delivering... To your door, farm fresh, pre-portioned ingredients. HelloFresh has quick breakfast, wholesome snacks, desserts, not just dinner. Because if you're a long-distance cycler or marathon runner or marathon watcher of Dateline reruns, that counts as being a marathoner. Mm -hmm. And if you say it doesn't, no. How dare you? You're hungry. You're working hard out there. Yeah. You're having second breakfast, second lunch, second dinner, fourth snack. You're doing it all. Yeah. And HelloFresh can serve you all of those. Love it. You can even get the calorie smart options and then it's like a wash. Just have like eight of the calorie smart options and then it's the same. There you go. But whatever you want to do. I love the veggie options. I made this sun-dried tomato spaghetti. It was ready in 20 minutes. Literally, you put on a dateline when you start cooking. You're barely at the murder when you're done. Wow. It's amazing. I love that HelloFresh knows me. It knows that I hate doing dishes, so it gives me easy cleanup recipes. Some of them you cook in one pot. Wow. It also knows that my family is crazy and likes to customize everything. Someone is always substituting beef for tofu in broccoli and beef. Caesar salad with French dressing. Yes, that's true. Next is like no onions in the onion rings. We are crazy, and HelloFresh gets it. You can customize your meals with Hello Custom by swapping proteins or sides, upgrading to choice proteins, even adding a protein to a veggie meal. You get to eat your way. Also, for the parents out there who have those tiny people called children, right now HelloFresh has kid-friendly baking kits, wow. which is a perfect fall activity so fun. Go to HelloFresh.com slash Dateline65 and use code Dateline65 for 65% off. Woo! Plus free shipping. HelloFresh.com slash Dateline65 and use code Dateline65 for 65% off plus free shipping. 
HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit for a reason. Absolutely. HelloFresh. HelloFresh, we see you. <laughs> you fresh thing. Thank you, HelloFresh. Thank you, HelloFresh. Katie, speaking as an athlete, my skin can get destroyed out there. Yeah. It's got, I've got gravel on my face. I've got dirt on my face. I've got chlorine on my face. Yeah. What other sports are there? I've got tennis racket dust on my face. Sure. I do it all. (laughs) You do. What do I do for my skin? Well, you need to wash your face, number one. But I can understand sometimes even washing your face can be tricky because when you go into the drugstore, there are a bazillion options to choose from. That skincare aisle is a mess. And if you have problematic skin like I do, it's even more of a mess because everybody claims to do something else. You don't know which one works. They're all making huge claims. So I think I can help you out with that. We are so excited to partner with Apostrophe, who is sponsoring this episode. Apostrophe is an online platform that connects you with an expert dermatology team to get customized acne treatment for your unique skin. Through Apostrophe, you can get access to oral and topical medications that use clinically proven ingredients to help clear acne. Just fill out an online consultation about your skin goals and medical history, then snap a few selfies and a board-certified dermatologist will create your first customized treatment plan. Apostrophe offers access to treatments for all kinds of acne, hormonal acne, facial acne, even back, chest, and butt acne. That's right. They treat breakouts from head to toe every cycle. (laughs) When I first tried Apostrophe, I felt like I was at the end of my rope with my skin. I had tried so many products and I just really wanted an actual dermatologist to help me. And that's what I got with apostrophe. And I got it all through my phone. I had adult cystic acne. It was really painful. And apostrophe prescribed an oral medication and a topical medication. And I have been on the apostrophe train ever since. It has been so nice to know that my treatment plan was from a real dermatologist and that the plan was tailored for me. It was so quick and easy. I didn't need to schedule an in-person appointment or wait in an awkward waiting room. Apostrophe made everything so simple and made my skin so much better. Mm -hmm. And we have a special deal for our audience. You can get your first apostrophe visit for only $5 at apostrophe.com slash date dateline when you use our code date dateline that's a savings of $15 right off the bat this code is only available to our listeners so head over to apostrophe.com/datedateline and click begin visit then use our code date dateline at sign up and you'll get your first visit for only $5 thank you so much apostrophe for putting a period at the end of my skin troubles Thank you, Woo-hoo! apostrophe. All you bikers, check them out because I know you've got butt knee. Cyclists. Cyclists got butt knee. Bikers it's might well too, known. but I think bikers are mainly motorcycles. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Both. Cyclists, Cyclists and bikers. Got, if you're on something with knee. wheels. You got butt knee. Car- Automobilists too. If you're in a car all day. Butt Yeah, knee. there we go. So Colin is seen driving away from the house alone. Mariah lets herself into the apartment with a This code. is after the burgers and... Correct. After, after their extremely active And burgers. Days. Okay, yeah. Yeah. 
12 minutes later, Colin is seen riding eight miles away. So he fully has an alibi. He could not have had time to do it. The lock shows that it wasn't locked again. It's an automated thing. And she let herself in with the code, but then didn't relock it. So the place was open for the killer to come in. A nearby ring camera shows a black SUV 10 minutes before Mariah and Colin come back from their date. It is in the alley. It has a fancy bike rack on it. And then it's caught driving through the alley again. Yes, Katie? Why do we see the black car with the fancy bike rack when it's completely light and we are supposed to believe that 11 minutes later in the alley, it is black as night? Maybe it was someone's house lights were on. No, because Keith actually mentions it. He says, 11 minutes later, it's dark by now. But like dark, dark. Maybe Austin it's pitch black like my heart. It just the sun goes In down and you're minutes, done. Period. Okay, yeah, yeah, there we go. All right. So the SUV drives by the, through the alley and then it stops off camera. And one minute after Mariah goes in the house. It's there. So it was there 10 minutes before, and then you see it again a minute after she goes in the house. So somebody is clearly following them. But the investigator, Liz, is weighing in, and she says that she has training in trailing people, and trailing a motorcycle is very difficult because I would guess they zoom in and out of traffic, and you're in a car. So maybe the SUV has like a tracking app on Colin's car or put a one of those air on his, tags on his bike on his bike I mean or put an air tag in somebody's pocket I don't know Liz is just wildly speculating at this point but it it's mo- fine it more seemed like the car was just sort of driving and waiting and waiting for, for them to come back and sort of was just hanging out yeah and maybe had done some sort of stakeout earlier to find out where Mariah was I don't know Something like that. So when detectives go to Colin's house the morning after the murder, guess what they see? A black Jeep Cherokee with the fancy bike rack on it. Mm-hmm. And Colin says, oh, that's not mine. That's my girlfriend, Caitlin. Oh, Caitlin boy. Armstrong. And then oh, Keith boy. asks the question that we are all thinking, is she related to Lance? No. Yeah. Sadly, No. She is 34. She teaches yoga. She works in real estate. She speaks multiple languages. She is she's doing all the things, even is a cyclist, but she's more of a hobby cyclist. We meet her childhood friend for approximately two seconds. Yeah. Who says she was good at math. Well, why are you on Dateline? Because they literally could not get anyone else for Caitlin. I thought that Caitlin was dead because the friend keeps talking about her in the past tense. And I was very Well, the confused. friend only knew her when she was a little girl. Yeah. I'm surprised she didn't go. She loved math. She liked purple popsicles. And to me, that is an indicative of being a killer. So um, she said some nice things. She said that she was like a caretaker for her little sister. She tried. I she mean, tried. she did her best. I do feel bad because... She did not realize that 
two people were going to come on and be like, why are you here? No, but she's you very know nice. She felt, you know she felt imposter syndrome being there. Oh, like, for sure. I, I would, shouldn't be I in would. the Stateline interview. I, I knew her 25 years ago. Why am I here? Why I am I here? Why, sir? So, but I did want to meet Keith Morrison real bad. So yeah, I'm really excited good for her. to be here. Yeah. <laughs> Get it. If you have the opportunity to be on Dateline, even do though it. we might say, why are you here? Still do it for mm-hmm. sure. So Caitlin traveled the world for yoga training. She went to Bali, Iceland, Mexico. I knew that yoga had all these hot spots all over the world because of House Hunters International. There's always a yoga teacher that wants to start a yoga studio in Guatemala or something like that. In where? Guatemala. There we go. So in Austin, she settled down and she met Colin. James, remember James Stout, the British guy? Yes, he with says the long hair. she was determined and a go-getter, and so was Colin. So the two of them were like two Power Rangers, where they come together and they make another Power Ranger, but like not a baby Power Ranger, like a giant Power Ranger. It's also called a power couple, I think. It is. I wonder why he's avoiding. Is that term like no longer the nomenclature? Like we're not supposed to use that? Is that a bad term now? He didn't think about that. In his mind, he was thinking Power Rangers. James, you're a journalist. Why am I thinking (laughs) of these things for you? What's James? So Colin started a business renovating old trailers. I was so into this. I want him to convert a van for me. I have a feeling that since this episode came out and since the murder, his public stock has gone down quite a bit and maybe his business isn't doing as well and I, I might be able to get a discount. You think you can afford him. I, I see think I might be able here. to afford you're him. You're going now. to use his very public tragedy yes. to exploit him for Absolutely. a discount on a tiny house and a van. He needs the business still. I'm just going to pay slightly less for it. That's all. It's true. Caitlin was his business partner. I don't think I want her touching my van. But she is also not just doing this. She is a real estate agent. She is flipping houses. She's also a yoga teacher. This is called doing too much. I would like to send her an article about quiet quitting. I feel like she doesn't understand that that is the trend. I have a hard time getting a read on her. And I think it might be because we only get the old friend. I see two different people when I think about her. I don't know. I'm struggling to get it. Well, she's also, she's like a hippie yoga person, but she's also one of the most- A real estate agent. One of the most driven, go, 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 getting up at five and working out and then going to the office and doing all this stuff and then like working out some more and then doing more business papers. And then it's a lot. It's so much exhausting. Which is why we need a best friend in this scenario. We need somebody who can kind of narrow down how she actually is. Because I hate to say this, but what we're getting on opinion of her is a childhood friend. And then we're getting someone who is friends with him. He's friends with Colin, not Caitlin's friend. Although someone on Twitter thought that James had a crush on Caitlin. James was pretty complimentary of Caitlin. Mm -hmm. I think James was circle back to James. But I feel like... Also, he doesn't know what she's actually, it's why we kind of need like maybe one more interview. Yeah. To, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So Colin tells the police that a few months ago he had bought two guns, one for him and one for Caitlin, the same kind of gun that was used to kill Mariah. And oh it just so happens that Caitlin was wanted on a misdemeanor charge for an unpaid medical bill for... 
$650 for Botox. I'm hoping that bill collected interest because if you're paying $650 for Botox, you're doing it wrong. That's way too much. That's, that's way that too will much. Inject your whole body. Um, I, yeah, that's armpits and backs of knees. Also, I don't, know. I don't feel like Botox goes with the whole yoga vibe. You can do yoga and also not want a wrinkly forehead. I feel I like guess. those things are fine. I think it absolutely does. I think it's totally fine. So they bring in Caitlin for this warrant because she has this outstanding Botox bill. But they realize the warrant has a mistake on it, a typo. So they oh have to gosh. let her go. Good. Jonathan, Tiffany, which one of you interns typed up this warrant? You're fired. That's Aww. not acceptable. Poor Tiff. So Caitlin is a yoga teacher. Keith goes, she should be more relaxed, which is funny. But no, she's not that relaxed because she is having some relationship problems. After three years, Colin and Caitlin's relationship was convenient. They're business partners, but it lacked emotionally. They were also trying to do this big land deal, this real estate deal that goes south. Colin sued his realtor and contractor for a million dollars. So they're having all this upheaval in the business. And he has a fling with Mariah, this younger woman who is a star in Colin's sport. So the brass ring that was Colin, the big biker man on campus, was slipping away from her. She's a little stressed for a yogi. How many years have they been together? Three. Colin admits that he had lied to Caitlin about his last hangout with Mariah before she died. He had told Caitlin, I went to drop off some flowers for Allison at her son's house up north and my phone died. I have so many questions. <laughs> Who is Allison? Why is she at her son's house? Are the flowers for Allison or the flowers for the son? Why are she getting flowers? How, what is up north? Oh, Who she says, died. I'm Didn't driving. Did you say the son died? No, I don't know. I don't think so. Oh. But where is up north? Up north seems to be like five hours up north. If Dallas? you just drive half an hour up north, would you say up north or would you just say the city that you were going to? It's Fort very Worth? strange. Where's Why Austin? didn't he bring a charger in his car? I don't know. Why did his phone die? This so, is also 2020. You should have a charger in your car. Absolutely. 21. 2021. 21. No. Boo. Remember also Allison for later. Allison. So he said he was keeping his relationship with Mariah a secret. He had gone so far as to changing her name in his phone, which is shady. And if anyone out there is doing that, you need to seriously look at this whole situation. Is there ever a good reason for doing that? Please let me know. I'm very curious. Maybe there is, and I haven't thought of it. Maybe you're like planning a surprise party for your spouse and the party planners. You have to put their name as like... Your friend from college. I don't know. Anyways, he was also deleting his text messages with Mariah because Caitlin is crazy jealous. Caitlin called Mariah multiple times during that fling period and said essentially, that boy is mine. Not and yours. A friend of Mariah tells police something. This friend is one of many people who is not wanting to give their real name because they're very scared of Caitlin. So they go by Jane. And Jane says the fling wasn't just a fling. It was an on and off 
relationship with Mariah. And during that time, Caitlin had called Mariah so many times that Mariah had blocked her. Then Caitlin followed her on Instagram and it freaked Mariah out. Mm. Another anonymous tipster that's not Jane, let's call them Jack. They say that when Caitlin found out that he was still seeing Mariah, she said, I'm going to kill that woman. And Keith says, well, yeah, probably not a wise thing to say about anybody. But when that person winds up dead, it doesn't look good. Uh-uh. Wisdom from Arlene King. James didn't recognize any of these jealous girlfriend traits in Caitlin. He gives us a real heavy quote. So James thinks that these are just gendered stereotypes. Of the crazy ex-girlfriend. A trope of a crazy girlfriend. And people are just putting that on Caitlin, and that's not really who she is. And now I'm starting to think he really does have a crush on his friend's girlfriend. We get the term gendered language dropped twice in this episode. So season 31, I'm seeing a trend. We're going to see if it continues. But yeah, I understand that he doesn't appreciate that. But we just had two people say that she was doing that. It can still be true, even if it's offensive to you because it's a stereotype. It can still be true. It can still be true. Both can be true. Yeah. Colin says there's no way Caitlin could do this. He also says she's not jealous. She's an incredibly kind and caring person who has helped him take care of his aging mother. And she's one of the least volatile women he has ever dated in terms of anger and jealousy. He says, you know, she didn't, I'm sure she didn't do this. Maybe she was in that alley because she was seeing a spiritual healer, energy worker, of spiritual energy worker. In the alley that night, maybe someone lives in a house or a trash can. I don't know where she was going, but maybe what's that dude that lives in the trash can? Oscar. Oscar, maybe Oscar is spiritual. Oscar was giving her some spiritual hero healer now. He's really grouchy, remember? Yeah. So also, he's telling, he's saying this to the police, right? Uh huh. So Colin is making big statements about like, do not look at. Allison. Yeah. Or do not, sorry, do not Caitlin. look. At, I got stuck on Allison. I wrote it down because I'm yeah. curious about when she's coming up again. It says, do not look at her. It's definitely like he fully, full throated defends her, which also makes me wonder if he just feels like a cad because he was cheating on her. And so he's trying to do her a favor. That might be. He says, you know, the reason she has a gun is because I bought her a gun for protection because this dude was going off on her in a parking garage because of a road rage incident. Okay. So he got her a gun. Gravel Locos is the race that Mariah was in town for. Gravel Locos. Mm -hmm. And it goes on in her memory. It's actually very sweet. They're like racing for Mo and everyone is grieving at the race. Interestingly enough, Colin isn't there. So everyone is gossiping. There's crying and whispering. I feel like mm-hmm. both people are weeping mm-hmm. and other people are like, psst, psst, pick a little taco, pick a little taco. So <laughs> lab results show that the casings left behind at the scene matched Caitlin's gun. So police are like, sure, it's Caitlin. They get an arrest warrant. But where's Caitlin? She's gone. Colin says he hasn't seen her since two days after the murder, and she's not responding to his texts. 
So the U.S. Marshals step in to find her. Oh, boy. Everyone's looking for Caitlin. Sorry, the U.S. Marshals step in. What? Who are the Texas, the Rangers? The Rangers maybe were on holiday. Oh, on break. Okay. Yeah, like ahead. Dateline during the summer. Got it. So Colin releases a statement. I am devastated and grieving. I feel regret and torture over my proximity to this horrible crime. So he is like kind of acknowledging that he has some part in it and that he doesn't say he thinks Caitlin did it, but he's saying kind of he kind of is because he's saying it appears that Caitlin did it and I am kind of the motive for it. The catalyst. The for, catalyst. You know, it's for not it. terrible. It's, it's not, not terrible. a terrible statement. Yeah. So then Keith says consequences. In a matter of days, his carefully curated life fell apart. So he drops that million-dollar lawsuit that he was involved in, mm. and his sponsors drop him. Oh, boy. Even okay. Red Bull, maybe. Mm-mm. He stops racing. He puts all his public social media pages on private. His Instagram bio reads, I used to ride bikes. He's real depressed. I hope he's getting some better help. I'm not kidding. I need him to get some better help. I'm worried about him. He's very sad. And I would be too. I understand. It has to be incredibly traumatic. So his friend James sticks up for him and says he made a relationship error. He shouldn't have cheated. That was horribly wrong. But that doesn't mean he would think that that would lead to murder. You would never think that that would lead to murder. He didn't do this on purpose. So James is just defending everyone. Absolutely. Yeah. James is just here to be like, everything's fine. Nothing to see here. Let's move on. Right. Yeah. So the U.S. Marshals find footage of Caitlin boarding a plane with a yoga mat. If she hadn't been carrying that yoga mat, they might not have noticed that that was her. So do you have to bring your yoga mat? I see people all the time with their yoga. Is it that hard to get a yoga mat? You can buy one at your destination. Are people that attached to their yoga mats? It's like bit curved their body and it has to be their special energy flow of yoga mat. I'm I'm asking you. I'm not a big enough yogi that I can answer that question. All I look for in a yoga mat is it's incredibly thick. I want it like a mattress. I want like six inches of memory foam because I have weak wrists. So that seems reasonable. Yeah, I feel like I I don't know. I know a tennis racket. You would want to take your racket. Mm -hmm. But again, a tennis racket can be like hundreds of dollars if it's, you know, for you and it's like competition level. Right. But I do feel like with something like, but also it'd be kind of tricky to replace. You couldn't replace that in the airport. A yoga mat, you probably could replace in the actual airport. Exactly. I don't know. So U.S. Marshals, how this is sad, unfortunate. They find this video a week and a half too late. So she has gotten a huge head start. They find through flight records that she flew to Houston and then to New York, and then they lose her trail. They ask the public for help. They put out a $5,000 reward, which I did not feel like was enough, but it works. Somebody gives them a tip. Somebody saw her in upstate New York, where her sister is. Caitlin has a sister that works at a place called Camp Haven. Now, was it a haven for Caitlin as well? 
Also, I'm sure the parents of the campers would love to know that a fugitive was hanging out with their children, giving them bug juice and teaching them how to make dream catchers. <laughs> Katie wrote on a piece of paper, cult. Sorry, Camp Haven. Camp Haven. Sorry, might no be offense cult. if you're not. But, Does um, teal swan work at Camp Haven? Or Fuchsia Goose, which is going to be my new guru name when I start my own cult that Oliver's got all these ideas for. I love it. great. But he really wants to do it, but he just doesn't. He's not a very extroverted person. So he's insisting that I do it and incorporate all his ideas. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's a terrible idea. It's terrible. Oh, gosh. Teal Swan Talk to come. Join our Patreon. (laughs) So we're going to be talking Teal Swan and... Fuchsia goose. goose. So they find out from a confidential source that she went to Newark Airport. Also, this is now two more confidential sources who are not giving their names on Dateline. Good God. They can't find her name, though, on any flights out of Newark. Also, how is she spending money? They are looking at her bank records, and she so she would have needed cash. Then they find her car, her Jeep... At a CarMax lot in Austin. So apparently she had sold the car at CarMax a day after they interrogated her. Why aren't they pulling in the car, tracking the car? I don't understand why all this is happening so late. Also, why isn't the sister immediately being hauled in? To be like, tell us about her visit. When did she come? Did I you have drive a her to the airport? that the sister might be one of the confidential sources that say she went to Newark and she did it as sort of a deal so she wouldn't get in trouble for harboring a fugitive. Oh, But I that's... completely made that up. I am taking on the characteristics of Liz, the interrogator, in which I am not involved in the case at all, but I am wildly speculating. So this is a speculation, but it is an interesting speculation or someone at the cult, I mean, at the camp, uh-huh. had saw what was going on right. and then, okay, Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Because I don't understand. Some of this stuff is so late that it's like, how were you not immediately pulling in the Jeep when you called her in for the interview to search the car? You would have known she had sold the car at right. that point. That's a good point. That's a very good point. They should have impounded immediately the car. Immediately searched yeah. the car. Yeah. And if you had went to search the car, she would have already sold it because she sold it the next day. Wouldn't they want to search the Jeep for blood or anything that she could have anything. transferred from the apartment? Anything that had fallen off the bike, which was apparently, remember, we keep forgetting that the bike was taken out and thrown in the bush. Right. So I have a lot of thoughts here. So she sold the car at CarMax again. Brand's unhappy being on Dateline. CarMax. Yeah. For $12,000. But also, that's a good deal. Maybe CarMax is happy to have gotten this. It made me think, if I ever sell my car, CarMax seems pretty easy. I have actually sold a car at CarMax, and I got more than I thought I would. There you go. CarMax. Although, if I had a Jeep Cherokee, and $12,000 does not seem like enough, because I'm pretty sure those are like But we don't know what year this was. We don't know what year this was. True. It was shiny, though. I don't know that. (laughs) So... Also, CarMax's new tagline should be, sell us your car so you can go on the lam. Oh, yeah. There we go. I like it. The investigator, Liz, calls it advanced problem solving plotting. Essentially, the investigator, Liz, is super impressed with Caitlin. And I kind of loved it. She's like, she's just very impressive. She's just on top of it. I mean, she 
Liz knows how hard it is for us normal, non-driven people to do adult tasks. And so make she's making airline plans. For me, that takes years of planning. Selling a car, I would need to discuss it with every person I know and read 500 articles. Caitlin's a doer, though. Two, give her two hours. Split second decision making. Yeah, yeah. She has planned the next few parts of her life. You know, Katie, if you move from one part of the world to the other, you have to tell pros so they can adjust your formula, right? But me, I would procrastinate until I had already moved to a third place. Caitlin probably did it right away. They should have asked pros where she went. Could they have sequestered pros' records? I feel like they could have because I could be tracked from my last two moves within two years to the different locations I have lived at. I Mm -hmm. went from extreme cold weather to extreme humidity. Mm -hmm. It was a big change. And my hair better better, thanks to pros. Most of you have heard me singing the praises of pros, the world's most personalized hair care. And for those of you that haven't, I want to tell you about the incredible results I'm seeing since I've started using my customized pros products. The truth of it is pros just makes my hair look and feel better. I don't know if I can make it any simpler than that. I have super overprocessed damaged tresses, and this makes me look like I do care. My hair has some moisture, and it helps me avoid the mouse nest look that overprocessed bleached hair can really easily get where it all looks like a big mouse nest. Pros knows that there is more to you than just your hair type or damage level. Pros has given over 1 million consultations with their in-depth hair quiz, which is exactly how I got started. They ask you questions about your zip code you're currently in, your eating habits, your damage level, exercise. So if you are really into yoga, I'm sure that makes a difference. (laughs) I use a specially formulated shampoo and conditioner from Pros, also a pre-shampoo treatment once or twice a week, depending on my level of mouse nest, and then a magical hair oil that smells like heaven and almonds and keeps my hair looking shiny and healthy between washes. They've analyzed over 85 personal factors to make my specialized formula, and Pros determines a unique blend of ingredients to treat your exact concerns as well. Pros has also a review and refine feature. So if you move, it allows you to tweak your formulas for any reason. And this can also be not just a move of location or weather. It can be a change of hair color. It can be a change in your diet. Maybe you've gone vegan. This all goes into the formulation of your personalized hair care. Mm-hmm. Also is a carbon neutralized certified B Corp Pros is an industry leader in clean and responsible beauty. I love that. All their ingredients are ethically gathered and cruelty-free. Yes. This is also the first custom beauty brand to go carbon neutral. Yes. And if you're not 100% positive, Pros is the best hair care you've ever had. They will take the products back, no questions asked. Pros is the healthy hair regimen with your name all over it. So take your free in-depth hair consultation today and get 15% off your first order. Go to pros.com slash date dateline. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash date dateline for your free in-depth hair consultation and 15% off because spring, summer, fall, winter, every season is a good season to strike pros. Pros, 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 pros. Pick little, talk little, pick little, talk little. Cheap, 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 talk a lot, pick a little more. Thank you, pros. I try to be a doer like Caitlin, but when you're not confident in what you do, you procrastinate. Is it just me? Like, part of my job for the podcast is doing social media content. I love asking others for help or to just do it for me. Thank you to our listener, Anna, for all the TikTok content recently. 
Yay! I was recently chatting online with some other podcasters and someone asked about making videos for social media and everyone in the chat was like, I just use Canva. Why aren't you using Canva? Just use Canva. And I was like, oh my God, I use Canva all the time. And I felt like one of the cool kids. It was very exciting. And Canva for Teams makes collaborating easy and fun. You can make social media posts, videos, presentations. They have a million templates and fonts and graphics. I've been using this bright neon pink. It like looks like neon lights and it's pink. I love the neon. I love That's it. That's amazing. I did it on our new graphic for Patreon that says Extreme Patreon an extreme supercast and the post I made of someone in a Jamaican hat with a question mark over their face. I used Mm -hmm. it, the hot pink because I just liked the pink font. But then I read that Canva suggests using the same fonts for brand consistency and to maintain your aesthetic. Hello, I'm doing it naturally. Like I didn't even know. And I was doing it. You are the one. What? You are the real one. Instincts. Art, aesthetics, Canva, Kimber. Kimber. Canva for Teams also lets you schedule your social media content, edit videos with filters, animation, and transitions, and you can do presentations remotely and virtually, which if I were to do maybe do a presentation about Dateline at my company and I'd have like slides of all the hosts and I don't even know what that would look like because I've never really done a presentation, but I could do one with a team virtually. With Canva. You could. How amazing is that? Yeah. Collaborate with Canva for teams. Right now, you can get a free 45-day extended trial when you go to canva.me slash date dateline. That's C-A-N-V-A dot M-E slash date dateline for a free 45-day extended trial. Canva.com slash date dateline. Make the world your Canva. <laughs> Thank you, Canva. Thank you. If you find yourself in Santa Teresa, Costa Rica, let me do that more like Keith did it. If you find yourself in Santa Teresa, Costa Rica, you must really want to be here. It's not an easy place to find. That was good. So it's a place where people hide out. We meet. Yeah. Oh, my God. Get ready for teal, folks. And I'm not talking about Teal Swan. Yeah. We meet a shirtless local. The first shirtless interview, perhaps, in Dateline history. That's what Dateline producer said on Twitter. I feel like we've seen a shirtless person before, but I think it's just we've had people who had shirtless energy. I wrote it in the fashion police. I was like, oh, wow. Okay, so no clothes. No clothes. I mean, he's wearing like board shorts. He's a It seemed right, though. I'm not, I mean. He is also not in a studio. He is not in that vague brick wall building where they somehow like He's warehouse. against crashing waves. He is, is literally against him? the rocks with the waves. Is Keith with him or is Keith on a camera, on a video? Unsure. I would like confirmation. Yeah, on I this. would like to know. Is Keith wearing his Converse on the beach? Does he wear flip flops? I'm going to write this on my Keith questions post-it. Great. Because I feel like this is a good question for him. Great. So Teal... His name is Teal. I can't get over it. I can't. He, this is two Teals we've had in our lives. If you I, don't know who Teal Swan is that we keep mentioning, there's the, a HBO documentary. No, there's a Hulu documentary. Hulu documentary. Hulu documentary. It's called The Deep End, I believe. She will go into your soul in a scary way, but this Teal goes into your soul in a different way, in two, a very special way. Two Teals too many. So Teal has gray hair. 
but he's young and rugged. He has no body hair. I don't know if he waxes his chest, but it's smooth like a seal. He is very fit. He is carrying a surfboard in his B-roll. He sounds a little bit like Jeff Spicoli and the Sean Penn comparisons on Twitter were abrupt. I couldn't count how many tweets people were comparing him to Spicoli. He also kind of looked a little like he was had a certain resemblance yes. to Sean Penn in yeah. past times. A little it's bit, the hair, the face. Seeing someone with gray hair having a surfer accent to me. I did not even know he had gray hair until you're telling me right now. I would not have, if you would ask me to describe him to you, I would not have said gray hair. I would have said light brown. No, it was gray. So that's how much I didn't notice it. Right, because he's shirtless. And ageless. He could be anywhere from 28 to 48. I've got nothing. Yeah, Yeah. I don't know. I have nothing. So he tells us about Santa Teresa and how, you know, it used to be known as Mal Pais, the Badlands, the land of unwanted and the wanted. Sometimes you're both, he says. And that took me a second, but I liked it. So in May... A sandy-haired yoga teacher showed up in Santa Teresa. She showed up at Don Jones, which is the name of a hostel there. She started teaching yoga immediately. She became a fixture in the nightlife. We meet another hottie with a body. I hate myself for saying that. Greg ah. Haber. Greg used to be a tax lawyer in Long Island. And now he on Long Island. I guess people say. And now he surfs and owns the only beach bar in town. And his mother is very disappointed in him. He I don't has know, Mom. To tell us. I don't think you should be disappointed, Mom, because that bar was fancy. Did you see how cool it was? It had like indoor and outdoor little It was things. great. He's was living cool. the dream. You should be proud of your son. Be proud of Greg. He tells us that Tuesday is hip hop night at the bar. And This newcomer, this new yoga teacher was there, and that's where he first saw her. And then she would come in all the time. She was always surrounded with dudes, just dudes. I don't think she's a gal's girl. Did he say dudes specifically, or did he say people that were on the island? He He said said dudes? Yeah, yeah. And then Keith later said that all the new guys... Greg has a group of guy friends that glom onto the newest girl in town the new fish in the ocean and she was the newest one and they were hanging around her all the time i tried to defend you caitlin i can't defend that's we don't that means you don't have girlfriends we, i just don't think you have girlfriends and that's a huge red flag so then keith says the drinks taste good and go down easy in santa Teresa." Which, i want to go have a drink at santa Teresa if Santa Teresa does not capture that audio bit and use it in all of their ads from They're now on. They're a fool. They're a fool. Yeah. Well, they, you know the bartender did. It you should know be on the billboard. On Keith Morrison says the drinks taste good and go down easy in Santa Teresa. Greg has this posted on every social media he's got right now. Yeah. And, yeah. So this girl who's the new yoga teacher in town calls herself Ari. And... She's one sue for a dude. Why are you laughing? Is it like Ari from 90 Day Fiance? <laughs> we have another Ari in yeah. our life. Two teals, two Aries. It's too much. Yeah. So one surfer dude seemed to make a special connection to Ari, and you've already met him. His name is Shirtless Teal. He says, we're both weird in different ways. And he laughs because he knows that she's a murderer now. So he's like, we're both, you know, different <laughs> in different ways, though. 
He's a bit, yeah. he's a little awkward. It's kind of funny. Yeah, I think he doesn't really isn't crazy about the interview process. Maybe. Yeah, he's used to being out in the water. So they had both gone through breakups. They liked yoga. They liked talking and sharing, but they never hooked up or kissed. Apparently, for the rest of the episode, Keith is going to make it sound like they were getting married, <laughs> but they never hooked up or kissed. They were just friends. She apparently was very vague in her answers of her history. She would answer questions with other questions, which is very tricky. So Mm. she was mysterious. She darkened her hair and cut it shorter. And then she one day she made a request of her not quite boyfriend, Teal. Again, that's not even not close, her girlfriend, boyfriend. They never even kissed. They were friends. Okay. Keith no, doesn't I buy think it. I know, no, I think that that's what's happening here is that Keith doesn't buy it. Keith they, doesn't he, buy it. He says specifically, Teal says they went on three to four dates. It feels like she's leading him on. Mm. If I had to guess, I would say this feels a little bit more like he thought there was something there, but then he never felt like it was right to put the moves on because she wasn't giving that much energy. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. And she had been heartbroken before she said... And so she's treating him like a boyfriend without him being a boyfriend? Yes. Kind of thing? That's awkward. So then she asked him for a favor. She wanted him to give her a ride to the ferry to go to the hospital. She didn't seem sick. And the ferry is an hour and a half ride each way on his motorcycle. No. So Teal says no. Good for him. Just no. I love that, like, putting up boundaries in a relationship. No, we are going to be friends, but I'm not going to drive you three hours to the ferry. Thank you. That You have to be such a good friend. So she said she was worried about cops and roadblocks because her paperwork wasn't up to date. So he's thinking there's something up with this girl. She goes anyways on her own to the AVA Surgical Center. And apparently a woman that works there recognized Ari, but she checked in under a different name. More on that later. What was she there for? Cosmetic surgery. She wants a nose job. More Botox. She's not going to pay for it. (laughs) She says she had gotten into a surfing accident and that's why she needed the nose job. I wish she had said she was doing a very aggressive child's pose and had banged her face on the ground. Oh, wow. That, but that is, she actually went through with it then. She, more on that later. Well, no, but they say that she had said, because I think people were asking her about the bandages. This is kind of unclear right now, right? Yeah. When she okay. she told people that she had gotten into a surfing accident, she needed a nose job. Yeah. But she wasn't telling people that as to why she was going to the hospital. She was telling them that because she came back with bandages on her face, right? Well, actually, that's not clear 100% if she did get it. Dang so, it. Okay. I thought maybe I misheard it. Okay. No. Uh, never mind. All right. So U.S. Marshals contact yoga destinations all over the world, which is very smart because she was carrying really that smart. yoga mat. Yeah. Again, it's the, you don't got to carry your yoga mat with you. Buy one at the airport. So we meet a Costa Rican tourists unit, like the tourist unit of Costa Rica, the police captain, and he's on top of it. He asks around town, he puts his feelers out, are there any new yoga instructors in town specializing not just in downward dog, but living on the down low? Oh, good, good one. So he asks around and he hears about Caitlin. So it's good old fashioned gumshoe policing. 
by the Costa Rican police and the U.S. Marshals. I like it. The locals say Caitlin had been acting less skittish lately, trying less to hide. I don't think she was trying that much to hide anyways. I know she shortened her hair and dyed it, but she was going out to bars like all the time and hanging out with large groups of drunken people. So she wasn't being that inconspicuous. No. So Keith says maybe she got comfortable, too comfortable. The breeze blowing in from the Pacific Ocean can have that effect. The local reporters say she's changed her appearance and her backstory, but she's also going on dates in public, sharing a room at a hostel with seven other people. And I was like, seven other people at a long-term hostel? Not just That's... for a night? I don't know. Thank you. Wait, but how big was the hostel? Were there 12 rooms? I don't know. That bathroom smells like patchouli and farts. Yeah. So June 29th, two expats start talking at the hostel. One is Ari, and the other was a dude because she only hangs out with dudes. And his name is Zach. He asked to not have his face on camera. Oh, my gosh. Because he's scared of Caitlin, but also... He's letting them use his first and his last name on Dateline. He's also clearly hiding. That's not his first and last name, number one. That's a fake name. Okay. He's clearly hiding from the law as well, number two. And he maybe just wants to keep cursing because he curses more than anyone. Yeah. I don't know if Zach is his real name. I know he spells it with an H, Z-A-C-H. I thought that was how you spell it. Z-A-C-K and Z-A-C-H. I feel like give off very different vibes. Zach Morris was a Z-A-C-K. And Zach Braff is an H. Yes, I think so. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, he is. I'm positive. You're right. So then there was a change in the air, a whiff of something about to happen during this conversation with them. But Zach didn't notice. He was making her laugh, he said. Right, I was was, making her laugh. He was being a jokester. Yeah. He's so funny. Did he... Did you not catch that? I caught that he was hilarious. So police walk in. Policia walk in and Mm -hmm. ask Ari for her documents. And Zach notices she's giving weird answers. And Zach suddenly was not Clovis-matized anymore, which Mm -hmm. is a new term that I just came up with. It's good. That's good. And he's thinking she's obviously lying. This chick is whack. He didn't say this chick is whack, but I feel like... It, it, that's his vibe. The police are there to get her a. He's what? He's, You're not on Howard Stern. What? So they put her in a cop car and they drive off. But as they do, they give him a little wave. The police and they I think say he said he cheated. I think he said the police. Someone did. It's inappropriate. No matter what, you're being arrested. Why do we need to know this, Zach? What? What's going on? Well, he's really funny. So one, and then the cop. One of the cops says, as he's driving off, "You'll never see her again." We again. I don't think he would. They would take the time or care to talk to this dude that is just like trying to pick her up and oh get in God. her pants. You're never oh going to see God. her again. Did they roll down the window to do that? I don't know what's happening. But Also, I don't know if they spoke English. I'm really confused about right. this story. Did they say it in Spanish or did <laughs> right. they say it in English? But the be- but Zach is funny because he is a little cheeky. He does say, I never saw Ari again. They were right. But now I see Caitlin on the news. <laughs> oh, boy. So he is funny. He got his funny joke. He's cheeky on Dateline. It's not that funny, but let's, let him think that it's very funny. 
I have nothing against Zach. Katie seems to really not like Zach. I don't like someone cursing at Keith Morrison. If they, <laughs> I feel like maybe they didn't tell him this was going to be with Keith. I feel offended. Watch your mouth. So Caitlin is extradited to the U.S. She was on the run for 43 days. In they made Co- this seem like it was way longer. Like I'm just going to say that. Yeah, they really did. In Costa Rica, the news about who Ari was came crashing down like a rogue wave. We should have counted the wave metaphors because yeah, there have been a lot. Yeah. The guy who owns the bar, Greg, he's Teal. OMG. Did you hear about Ari? And Teal is shocked. He didn't want to believe that his Ari was a killer. And I was like, Keith, it's not no, his they, Ari. They weren't dating. They what? like talked sometimes. They talked sometimes. But then very confused because Teal says, I was like, whoa, I mean, I'm, that was my everything. You wouldn't even drive her to the hospital. No, I think he means it in a different way. I think he's awkward on camera and it's coming out wrong. I think he meant like that was my everything was my turned whole my world, world upside down. down. Yes, that's like a wave. I Seriously. He does say people get caught up in the motions and lost in the turmoil. He do like an undercurrent. He dude. he just talks yeah. in these really vague he, sensibilities. I like think he's just a lot of words that come out, but I don't think they're strung together properly. It's not. It's, it's okay. fine. So Caitlin had been his rebound after a bad breakup, and so he says, "I felt like I had no mojo, no spirit after getting dumped." And then the one girl that I was hanging out with after two and a half years is on the run and like lying to me about her name. It's just my luck, dude. Poor Teal. Sorry, Teal. Teal, you're going to find the one. There's going to be a bunch of women that see this episode and move down there. I can name like 20 on Twitter who were all a Twitter. Oh, my God. There you go. All right. Done. After the arrest, Zach Remember Zach, who's very funny, found some documents, turns them over to the police. They are Caitlin's passport, Caitlin's sister's passport, her credit card, her social security, her COVID card. And this explains why they couldn't find any record of her flying out of the U.S. They prob she used her sister's passport to fly. Why out of the in US. the world the- she had been at her sister's in upstate New York and then flies out of Newark. Logically, I wrote this two pages ago. Why didn't you check the sister's passport to see if that name had flown on a flight manifest? And why hadn't you checked where that name flew on the flight manifest? Mm -hmm. There's also in Zach's possession that was in Caitlin's possession, a receipt for plastic surgery from that surgical center for $6,000. But the patient's name is Allison Page. So remember, Allison was the one who got flowers at her son's house. This Allison is spelled with two S's, which is super. That's sus. I don't. Why does it have so many S's? So she got plastic surgery under an assumed name and kept the receipt. Surf instructor and beach philosopher Teal says it's just a bummer. We're just people. We're God's lost children. Everyone's just on their life trip trying to figure it out. And no matter how wise you are, how smart, how enlightened you are, how much yoga you know, you're still just one of those people on that ride. And then Keith says, 
Caitlin's ride was over. She was in jail. But also, this was so. This was not this just was Mariah's last, last ride. ride. It was Teal's it was ride. It Teal's was Caitlin's ride. ride. Caitlin's it was, last ride. It was all of our collective. All ride of God's lost children's we're rides were now over. Thank you, Teal. Yeah, Caitlin is in jail. She faces ninety-nine years in prison. Her lawyer, Rick Kofer, says, "Let's go. Let's go." She's not guilty, Keith takes on Rick Kofer like he's taken on Leah Askey again. <laughs> he's ready for it. I have things to say about the lawyer. Yes. So Keith says, okay, so she, you're saying she's not guilty. We have her Jeep on video. Sells her Jeep a day after she is interrogated. She flies away. She flees the country. She dyes her hair and gets plastic surgery under an assumed name. Rick says, looks can be deceiving. What would you say if I told you that 98% of what you just said is either completely incorrect or mostly incorrect? Did Rick? you just say that Keith Morrison is 98% wrong about something? Is that okay. what you're telling me? I have a lot of questions. Who do you think you are? Number one, how dare you? This child lawyer, this kid, is relishing in going toe-to-toe with Keith Morrison. He has been practicing this in the mirror for weeks. Mm -hmm. He is ready and he yeah. is going to answer every one of your questions with a question back mm -hmm. to you because that's not shady at all. And not only that, he's going to do the what if I told you 15 times, which is a <laughs> slower way of being like, you're not actually saying that. You're just saying, what if I told you that? So you're totally in the clear because right. you're not saying it. You're saying, well, hypothetically, what if I told you? It is such a slimy way to do this. Don't do this. You think you're coming off. I don't know what he thinks he's coming off as, like really in his client's corner. He thinks he's coming off or, great and he's going to get a lot of new clients after this. He's I'm, wrong. I'm assuming that people were grumpy with him. He, nobody liked him. Oh, I was not happy with Rick. I wanted to write a letter. So Keith laughs and says, oh, well, I would love to hear your explanation. Keith is not used to being told he is 98% wrong, but he takes it like a champ. And he's yeah, like, okay. He's a professional. Tell me. So Rick says, well, her motive for murder is false. Now, first of all, Keith never mentioned what her motive for murder was. So that cannot be one of the things that is 98% false. Because that's not one of the things he mentioned. But her motive is not what they think it is because she is not a jealous person. So there is no motive. Also, the ballistics cool. analysis of the gun. Another thing that did, Keith did not mention, but is also wrong. Ballistics analysis is junk science. It's wow. witchcraft. Wow. It's not just junk science. It's witchcraft. And so Keith in voiceover says, well, hardly witchcraft. But it's not absolute proof that it was her gun. The we report understand. does say that the potential is significant, that it was her gun. Okay. So you get like a fourth of a point. Right. Literally, that's it. Right. So Rick says she went on the run because she was afraid, but not of being arrested. But she was afraid that Colin was the killer. Colin her, was her boyfriend and her business partner, and he was now a murderer, so her whole world fell apart, so she had to leave town. But before she left, she called a lawyer and asked if she'd be in trouble if she traveled. And he said, you're free to travel. Go be with your family. 
but don't talk to Colin. He's a suspect for murder. Who is this lawyer? I would like to know everything about this lawyer. Did he know any of the facts about the case before no. he spoke? No. So she I, goes to see her sister. And at this time, the arrest warrant hadn't been issued. So no crime there. Then she goes to Costa Rica. It's a little unclear if the warrant had been out at that time. No, the reward was placed when she was in upstate New York. They placed the 5000 reward. Correct. Okay, so he's wrong. He's wrong. Very good point. Mm-hmm. So she goes to Costa Rica and she had spent years traveling abroad. So it makes sense that she would go do her yoga stuff. But did she use her sister's passport, Keith says, because Rick just keeps making it seem like none of this is a crime. And Keith is smart. He's like, um, using your sister's passport is a crime. Yes, Keith. I was so excited. I was so happy. And then Rick says, well, if she did use her sister's passport, that would be a completely separate legal issue. And it wouldn't be appropriate for me to say. Which is basically now what the district attorney is going to do is going to put an identity fraud case on top of this so that you can bring it up in trial. Because right now he's thinking that can't be brought up in trial because it's a separate thing. They're going to they're going to put them together. He just sort of sunk his own battleship. It's Mm. ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -mm. Also, apparently you can get a lot of time for using somebody's passport. So even if they just got her on that, she would get a lot of time. Yeah, that's a federal crime. That's identity theft. You can't prove that she had any plastic surgery. That's what he says. And they keep showing pictures side by side. Her nose looks much thinner to me in one photo, but But it's hard to prove something like that. Except an employee at the center ID'd her, and she had in her possession a receipt for the nose job. However, it had someone else's name on it, Rick says. So... But also, Kimberly says, why would she have that receipt in her possession from someone else's plastic surgery? But the other thing they've got is that the person that I ID'd her from the blonde picture that she was before this new person, she already had the haircut and hair dye, and she identified the picture as the blonde. So there's going to be reasonable doubt on that. I don't know if you're going to get the plastic surgery, but the haircutting and the hair dyeing is enough. It does look very... I mean, it does look like she tried to alter her appearance from the two photos. He says the whole case is based on a misogynistic view of her as the jealous, scorned woman, just like James. Again, we totally are down for that and not classifying women as crazy when it's usually the men that have made them crazy. But, but we're not going to use it as an excuse. No, is what we're both not things can do. be true. You also yes. could be crazy for real. Yes, ma'am. So what about her Jeep? Rick says, prove to me that's her Jeep. You don't have the license plate, which is true. It just looks exactly the same and has the same fancy bike rack on it. You're giving away your defense, man. Rick says, it can't be her because you can't be in two places at once. That's simple math. And then it gets a little heated and Rick and Keith are sniping at each other and they're talking over each other. And Keith is obviously winning, but Rick thinks he's winning. So it's really good. Keith says, you're saying she wasn't in the vicinity of the murder when it occurred and you can prove it. And Rick says, I don't have to prove that. That's not how the system works. Yes, it does. (laughs) If you're the defense and you have proof of an alibi, you do have to say what it is. 
if yeah. it proves that she wasn't there. It's your job to provide an alibi if there is an alibi. Keith is mad. He says, well, you just said simple math is wrong. And Rick says, let me put it this way. And Keith interrupts and says, you just implied you have proof. And Rick Oof. says, I expect that the government's own evidence will acquit Caitlin that they just haven't looked at the evidence yet. And Keith says, so I'm asking you, what is the evidence? Yes. And Rick says... Okay, this is what I'll give you in a way that won't compromise our defense and the element of surprise. It will come out. Too late. Too late. It will come out as an incontroverted fact that at the exact time of the murder, Caitlin was nowhere near the scene. And that's why this process has to work itself out. Our job is to see that justice is done and a great wrong has been done here. The killer has to be held accountable. The case will be dropped against her, or if we go to trial, she'll be found not guilty. So here's, if you have actual proof that she wasn't there, you could get this whole thing dropped and it wouldn't go to trial. But you seem to be waiting, which makes me think that you don't have this. No, I think that they're in that part right now, which is saying, because he's saying he'll be surprised if it's not dropped before trial. I think they are in that process right now where they're doing the He says the the government has this evidence. They just haven't looked at it yet. Right. Which means his appeal is in to drop the charges. But he can't say it because he wants the element of surprise. And he wants to do a really, he, I think, wants it to go to trial so he can do a really dramatic reveal of what her alibi is i think he wants it to be televised yeah i would be shocked if he wasn't doing this pro bono to be like one of these famous attorneys absolutely yeah he's trying to be jose baez yes but the judge issues the gag order so he has to stop talking now and we have to wait until the trial to hear the evidence i'm very excited i don't think that she has an alibi that if she does then she hired somebody to do the job I really want to know what it is, what her alibi is. And Mariah's family wasn't ready to talk on camera because this just happened. They put, they sent in a lot of photos of her and said how kind she was and beautiful. I think a lot of people that are involved probably aren't allowed to talk right now. So maybe we'll get another episode later with more people. Did you know this case before? Cause Keith no, made it but seem everyone like kept saying pretty... it that they knew it. Apparently it was a huge case. Yeah, I, I missed know. it. Yeah. This episode is dedicated to Amy B. and Joe C. from Ohio, which is not the same as Idaho. And I respect you ladies enough that I will say Ohio and not Idaho. Oh, hi. Oh, hi. Oh, I do. They do that. They don't do that. Do you guys do that there? Is that what's on your license plate? Oh, hi. Yo, don't do that. Thank you so much for being Patreons. We couldn't do the show without you. you. So, so much. I hope you guys are friends or maybe we'll make friends. And there's an Ohio group of a day with Dateline listeners. We could go and visit. What's in Ohio? We could come visit. I'm sure there's really cool stuff. Yeah, we'd love to come. Hot air balloons. Do you have hot air balloons? I'm not doing a hot air balloon, but I like to watch them. You can watch them. I would watch them. I don't know. What else do you have? Please let us know. Give us an invitation. We've just invited ourselves. Again, we we pretty much just keep inviting ourselves places. Yeah. We're going to do a tour. We're going to rent a bus that is going to be converted by Colin. And we are going to do a road trip and meet all of our listeners. Oh, I can't wait. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you, ladies. We have a quick promo for you from our friend, Mike Morford, who has the podcast. This is not his podcast, but it's under his umbrella podcast. This one is called Campus Killings. 
Oh, my gosh. I want to listen because something about like the culture of university life seems to go hand in hand with murder. Have you noticed this on Dateline? Yes, it, It's like the stakes are heightened because you're in school and you're all living together on campus. And there's like also a lot of serial killers and like just yeah. a lot of stuff. And also the universities never protect their students. And then we all get really outraged about it. I yeah. can't wait to hear it. So... Please check out Campus Killings. We are so excited. I think it just came out. So you can subscribe right now and listen. Fall is here and class is back in session. It's a busy time for students and faculty. And with a new school year comes new adventures, new experiences, and new goals to achieve. But as much promise and excitement as the fall semester brings, there can also be a dark side to it. One in which the unthinkable can happen. I'm Amy Slashberg. And I'm Megan Sachs. And we're the host of the podcast Campus Killings. As educators and criminologists, we teach, research, write, and podcast about victims, offenders, and the issues that surround our criminal justice system. Amy and I I have both worked in the field of criminal justice for 20 years, myself in law enforcement and Amy in the mental health field. In Campus Killings, we'll dive into some of the most shocking and tragic murders to happen on school grounds, and we'll provide our analysis on the cases we cover as both educators and trained criminologists. We'll discuss what went wrong and what could have been done differently to prevent the tragic outcome. Campus Killings is available everywhere you listen to podcasts. Subscribe now so you don't miss a single episode of Campus Killings. I'm going to get on that. That sounds up up my alley. It sounds right up my alley. I have already subscribed. I subscribe to all of Mike's shows, though. As you should. I'm a little obsessive. So, B-roll Bonanza. Yes, ma'am. Lance Armstrong. (laughs) Biking. So much biking. Did you notice that there wasn't a ton of filler B-roll that was, like, people looking at photos? And I think it's probably because we didn't get a lot of, like, personal interviews. So, we didn't get as many... I mean, we got like some of the reporter at the computer and James. Right, but we didn't get like a lot of Folgers coffee or walking along bodies of water. None of that. We didn't even get Teal walking along body. We got him. Well, we got him walking on the by the ocean with a surfboard. That's a B roll. Oh no, we got yeah. Let's talk about that one because that was the B roll to end all B rolls because it was slow mo. Was it slowed it down? Mm -hmm. When we first, I I thought he just walked very slow because he's a surfer. No, when they first show Teal, they show him in slow-mo, like a Ken doll walking towards the ocean. Oh, there was footage of James, who's, it, but it wasn't totally classic B-roll because he's in the same location as his interview. Yeah. But he's at his computer and he's Doing watching this. something. He puts both of his fists under his, under chin, his chin, like yes. a little girl gossiping at a sleepover. Yes. Yeah. He's sort of, he's doing a cutie pose. He's doing a toddlers and tiaras pose. Yeah. yeah. It was pretty cute. Okay, there was one other really important B-roll. It was the Namaste hands in yes. silhouette. Every time they called? went to commercial, it was like Dateline, and it was like Namaste hands. And it kept reminding me of Mother Love. Like, <gasps> I kept thinking cult. I don't <laughs> yeah. know why. Sorry, I know it has nothing to do with cult, but that no, is No, it does. And in fact, can gesture. I give a quick shout out to our friend Justine at her podcast called Dark Side of the Mat. Actually, her co-host too. I met both of them so lovely at WonderCon. They do crimes in yoga and cults in yoga. Cult, yoga cults, basically. The fact that there can be a podcast about that topic <laughs> tells me <laughs> a lot. You need to be careful. Yeah. Okay. I will be. I do yoga in my house <laughs> alone. Let's keep it that way. 
There was a funny part when it talks about Caitlin being in trouble. And then it's Keith's voiceover saying, you know, she was in trouble. And then we see footage of someone on a surfboard in the ocean doing a wipeout. And it was the craziest wipeout. He did like a full flip in the air off his board. Oh, it was pretty good. He was in trouble. That's bad. Fashion police. Yes. Caitlin has a really good fishtail braid. Did you see it? Yes. The long sort of thick. I thought of you because you have a very good braid one of the best is wearing two-toned leggings she's wearing aloe goddess leggings thank you they have the feety things where it's like the stirrup almost Mm -hmm. but your foot is kind of encased in it and i don't know if it's aloe or aloe i don't know but they were sort of like all the rage because they're they're extra long how much money do they cost they're 108 dollars so they're lululemon they're all those leggings are a bazillion dollars. Wow. But there, anyways, but yeah, in one p- point, I thought she was wearing knee high socks because I of did the two tone. You yeah. did? Okay, yeah, it was the weirdest thing. But then I saw how they cover her feet. She's wearing flip flops, but they cover most of her they feet. They cover the foot. Yeah. They like have a little heel cut out. They're yeah. kind of, they feel really good. And also, they're so extra long that you can bunch them up so it looks like you're almost wearing leg warmers. I think they're a really cute design for leggings. That's all I'm going to say about that. She looks good in interrogation. I mean, she's a good-looking lady. So was Mariah. Both good-looking ladies. Oh, just, yeah, Mariah. Too good to be fighting to the death over this man. Let's just say that. I mean, Mariah looked good in a helmet. I know. She had no looked good. She good had dirt constantly on her face in she every photo. She looked amazing. She looks amazing. She's got that beautiful smile. This is such yeah. a shame. Do you think she did it? Yes. Okay, I want to go really quick to my theories, or my question slash theory I need help with. The bicycle. Yeah, I don't know if it was to stage it like a robbery, or it was like some sort of F you, you and your biker cyclist, because she was maybe jealous that she was really good at this sport that he loved. She took it, but then she realized. But then she didn't, but then she trashed it, or. uh, Yeah. It does seem more to throw someone off the scent. Where was the bicycle kept? Was the bicycle kept inside? It seems like you would keep an expensive bicycle like that inside the house. I would uh, guess just inside, yeah. Yeah. Did so she I, have someone else with her? She Did she have help from anybody? Or does she have an airtight alibi because she had someone do it for her in her car? It's very strange. I really need, I have some questions we here. We need to hear what this trial has to say. The landlord also said that he thought he saw someone pedaling away. And right. that would make sense too if they were pedaling out of the alley and then just gave up and threw the bike because they couldn't get the gears to work or whatever oh. and just took off on foot. Because a gravel bike, I don't know if the, I don't know much about bikes, but I'm wondering if the wheels aren't great on non-gravel. Right, or you have to switch gears. But there, the car was there. So maybe someone is in the car and someone's on the bike. Why did he see someone biking away if some, the SUV was there? I'm wondering if there were two people and one went in the car, like you said, and one biked away. Yeah, or it's just to throw the police off, not thinking that there would be security cameras in the alley from the neighbors, which of course there were. Well, and we know that she was already home by the time that Colin got home, right? Because he made up an excuse about where he was and that his phone was dead. No, or well, did he that texted conversation... her that. Yeah, he oh. texted her that. We don't know what time she got home. 
Also, can we didn't get any cell phone data on this. Where right. was her phone? That's what I'm wondering if that's what the attorney has, is her cell phone triangulation right. on where right. she was in town. Is her car older and doesn't have some sort of GPS tracking on it where they can't tell where it was? They would only have that GPS tracking if you have it tuned into the address that you're going to. It doesn't just run always, right? No, some cars do. Some cars have like internal computers that you can see where it goes. Oh, but, but I do probably think you have not to have her- that turned on. You, m- I'm not sure. They've used it in a Dateline before. I wonder. Okay. But you see what I'm saying? I don't know. I just Were there no fingerprints on the bike? Did they fingerprint the bike? I don't see how it couldn't have been her, but I think there are a lot of things that are questionable about this. That's what I'm worried about. I don't see how it couldn't be her with the running that she did. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make sense. Because I don't think on the island she would be saying things like, well, my papers aren't in order. I think she would probably say I'm hiding from someone. Mm. I'm hiding from this man who I think is dangerous. Mm-hmm. I think she would use that to keep people protecting her. Yeah. At the very least, keep everyone's eyes open for a guy. If a guy comes into town looking That's for That's what me. the woman on the, in the bar did, Lois. She said she was on the run from, or no, somebody on Dateline said they were on the run from an abusive boyfriend. From an abusive boyfriend. And so then the people that ran the motel kind of kept an eye out. Right. And would lie for her, you know. Because I can't think of anyone else that would do this besides another cyclist who was trying to knock her out of the race. But this didn't seem like that kind of a community. There's no other reason, right? In a car that's exactly like her car. There's with no a way. gun that matches her gun. Right. See? Yeah, we'll see what happens at trial. I don't know. I don't know. Titles? Yes. What you got? I have race to find a killer. That's not very Oh, good. that's good. Life's a... Bisque, and so is Caitlin. I was doing Life's a Beach. Uh, oh, that's you know. good because of the beach. Um, bicycle by women. Two, a bicycle by means two. I don't couldn't get anywhere. Two wheels, two women. I don't know. You did it. Nama, stay away from me, Caitlin. Yes. That's excellent. Uh, Ari knows something. N-O-S-E. Oh, that's really good. Ari knows something. I'm writing that down. I had, are you sure you didn't kill her? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ari knows something is way better. Good job. No, I like yours. Mm-mm. Nailed it. I had cycling through excuses. Oh, I like and that. Then, mm-hmm. um, That's what the defense lawyer was for sure doing. You're gonna get away with murder? <laughs> there you go. That's what I had. I love it. This was a good start to season 31. Yay, we're so excited. Thank you for being back with us. Check out our Patreon. We have a book club meeting coming up. We have a lot of stuff coming up. We're really excited. And for those asking about Bake Off, we're still deciding. We're working out the details. Yeah, we're going to try to do something, even if it's not like a regular full season. Yeah. But we, we just thank have, you so much for those of you We really do for. thank you. The only reason we're thinking about it is we just, we have some other stuff we really want to do and it would push that back again. And so we're trying to just manage what we want to do. Sorry yeah. about that. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Um, we appreciate you and don't watch alone and be your own bicycle. There you go. Be the ride you want to take in your life. Bicycle. 
bicycle. Oh, new merch. Be your own Prince Charming. Edward knocked it out of the park again. So cute. Thank you, Edward. He did the most amazing job. There's car blindness. There's like stay fresh cheese bags. Just such good. I'm so excited. It's the Kimberly line. I'm going to be purchasing a few of the Kimberly line. It's excellent. So good. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Bye. They might be clicky. Um, yeah. If you're in a cycling scene or have been drummed out of one, let us know if it's clicky. Is I it feel clicky? Like, I feel if like I it, show up and say, I don't really have an interest in cycling, I don't own a bike, but I'd love to talk about murder in the biking community, would no. they kick me out? Yeah. Okay. Yes. I think that also it's one of those hobbies. You better go in with a little bit of knowledge. Yeah. Because if look you down come in you. and say, my thingamajig has snapped off. Yeah. I think this thingamajig is supposed to be glued to this other thingy. Yeah. You're not oh, going to be treated have, well and you're going to you be charged more. You have a power racer 2X and not the 2XLC57 dollar yeah. sign. If you okay. really want maximum torque on your gluteus maximus, you're going to need to get yourself the XR7B5 mm-hmm. because the B4s, really the design is super out of date and they're going to upsell you and you're going to walk out of there with a new bike seat, new wheels that you didn't want probably for gravel and some sort of a new aerodynamic helmet with maybe wings on the back. <laughs> I'm just saying, this is what I expect. Also, I did do some Googling about tandem bikes and I found something called a conference bike where five people are sitting around a little table, but they're all biking, but they're somehow moving in, not in a circle, like they're moving in one direction. Maybe the wheels are all pointed in one direction. They have those. And I believe they have these in downtown Nashville where the honky tonks are, except you drink on them. Oh yeah. I've seen those where you're along a bar. Where you're along yes. a bar stool. This yes. is like you're all around a tiny, you're all basically facing each other and your knees you're in are a almost cup. touching. You're in a teacup ride. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're at, in the teacups at Disneyland, but you're mm-hmm. pat, you're biking at the same time and you're somehow moving forward. No. I don't know how it works. We, that would be fun for a meetup. You guys, would you do a biking bar meetup? No. Say no. Okay. Say no. no. <laughs> I, t- I already said my level is poor. <laughs> poor. But we could carry the team for you. You don't have to do much. Oh, that's going to make me feel great. Absolutely <laughs> not. I'm sorry. I'm trying to figure out what the most expensive. It occurred to me that maybe she's traveling with her yoga mat because it's incredibly expensive. So I was trying to find out what the most expensive yoga mat is. I guarantee you the most expensive yoga mat is $50. No, I'm seeing one for $185. i am seeing a Prada one for $2,500. <laughs> And I'm seeing a Healthy Line Rainbow Chakra mat for $1,099. No, that's ridiculous. Lululemon's yoga mats are $124. That's disgusting. Or this Versace mat is $450. It's reasonable. That it's makes reasonable. me sick to my stomach. Okay. I'm going to send you some of these. Yoga should be for everybody. That's literally its whole vibe is it should be for everybody. If someone shows up with a Prada yoga mat, I feel like they should be drummed out. Yeah. I feel like if you're showing up with a branded designer mat, you're done for in this business. Yeah. 